Hey, good morning, everyone. So excited to be with you guys this morning. I just love being here at Emmaus Bible College. Thank you for that kind introduction, Joel, and um, thank you, music team. That was great. And why don't I start off with a word of prayer, if that sounds okay? So let's go ahead and pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for Emmaus Bible College. Thank you for the many years of faithfully teaching God's Word. I pray for a blessing over this college, this school year, and I pray that it would just be one of the best years ever for Emmaus. Um, And I would ask for your help this morning, God, as I speak. As I was just saying, help me to have uh, clarity of mind, clarity of thought. Help me to speak accurately. Um, If anything I say is an error, help it to fall by the wayside. God, we do ask that your Holy Spirit will work among us. Um, help these truths this morning. Help them not to go in one ear and out the other, but help them to penetrate our hearts and lives. And I pray that even for myself this morning. So we do ask for your help this morning, God, and pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, when I was invited to speak today at Emmaus, They said they're doing a series on the fruit of the spirits, or at least the guest speakers are. And so I said, well, can I speak on kindness? They said, sure, speak on kindness. That'd be a good topic. So the fruit of the spirit this morning is kindness. I've been thinking about kindness because last Christmas I was given a copy of, whoop, I'll come back to this. Stephen Curtis Chapman's new album. Any Stephen Curtis Chapman fans out there? Hey, a few. Hey, that's, that's good. Yeah. Very good. Well, on his album, he has this song called Kindness, and it's, of course, he sings it really well, and it's pleasant. And the song has been kind of impactful for me just thinking about kindness this year. So I'd just like to read the words of the chorus. So by our friend Stephen Curtis Chapman, he says, I want to live with a heart of kindness. I want to love as I've been loved. If that's all that I'm remembered for, then let that be enough. And I want to stand and tell the story of who you are, who God is, of course. I want to stand and tell the story of who you are and what you've done how your amazing love would bring us here to find us, to rescue and redeem us in your kindness. Oh, let my life be a reflection of your kindness. I would say a very impactful song for me this year, one I've dwelt on a lot. And I guess, of course, Stephen Curtis Chapman sings it real well. And if I were to think about kindness, a definition... Okay, this is just from the dictionary, okay? The quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate, okay? And I always like to think about the definition and kind of, you know, like pretend I'm your uncle here, just kind of give you an Uncle Tony definition, all right? An act of quality displaying sympathy, love, or general niceness, you know? If I had to give you a definition on kindness... Now, in a way, you know, kindness is hard to define without using synonyms. Um, 
But I think there's, a, there's an idea where, like, intuitively, we all know kind of what kindness is. We recognize it from a young age. I want to be sure I go back and hit these verses of the series, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience or long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. If you could turn in your Bibles, I think you're already there, to Ephesians chapter 2. It was read for us during the opening. Thank you, Sam, for that. Just look at these verses. This is a very... You might say a majestic passage. I call it the gospel drama. You know, just like a kind of like a story. There's a there's an an opening, there's a trial, there's a climax, there's a resolution. And so let's read through these verses again. Wonderful verses. Starting in verse one. And you are dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walk, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom we once all lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just like the rest of mankind. So you get a bleak picture. You get the conflict here. Uh, it says we follow the devil, okay? We're dead in our trespasses and sins. We just follow the course of this world. We're haters, okay? We are dead in our trespasses and sins. And uh, no offense to the pre- princess bride, but there is no such thing as mostly dead spiritually, okay? You're either dead or alive. And we are dead in our trespasses and sins. A very bleak picture. But then verse 4, okay, the twist. The hero is on the scene. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, what has he done? He's made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works, so no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Oh, just a wonderful passage. You see the depths of despair, you might say, the depths of our sin. We're dead in our trespasses and sins. But God intervenes. God, he's rich in mercy. Not when we were good people, when we were still dead in our trespasses and sins. He sent His Son, the Lord Jesus. Died on the cross for our sins. Rose again to new life. 
The Bible says salvation is a gift, a gift of God. We can't boast. We can't brag about it. It is a gift. You know, gifts, I mean, just by the nature of a gift, we don't work for it. We don't, uh, I mean, just I give Christmas presents to my kids. I don't say you got to mow the lawn before you get this gift, you know, or something like that. No, you just, you just, it's a gift. You just hold it out to them. They receive it and say, thank you, Daddy. You know, salvation is a gift. God has done the work. The Lord Jesus paid for our sins on the cross, rose again to new life. And we are switched. Like, look, like, you know, we're dead in our trespasses, verse 1. And then verse 10, what happens? Now we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Like, what a flip, what a change, you know? Dead in our trespasses, now we're God's workmanship? It's great. It's wonderful. And also, like how it says, we're created for good works. You know, in the Bible, the book of Isaiah, you know, he talks about how your good deeds are like filthy rags, you know, apart from the Lord. But look at the change. Now these good works, they're like in a positive light. For our, We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk right into them. You know, such a, a magnificent passage. And I was thinking of this passage this morning. You might know it well, um, familiar passage. I think in, I can't even remember when I memorized Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Maybe back like in Awana back in the day probably is when I first, uh, first learned these verses. But such a wonderful passage. I know you might be familiar with it, but... I think it's interesting. Look at uh, verse 7. Okay? Look at verse 7 again. It says, So in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in what? What does it say? Kindness. That's right. Toward us in Christ Jesus. Like, it's interesting kindness is mentioned there. Like, you know, if it didn't say in kindness, the verse would still work grammatically. You know, like he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace toward us in Christ Jesus. You know, it, it still makes sense. But God in his sovereignty uh, put this in the text. It was in kindness that he saved us. It's in kindness that God did this work. In the coming ages, look at us. See what God has done, and it will bring praise to God, and it'll be in kindness. It's a little abstract, but it's kind of like the idea of this whole passage, this great gospel drama of what God has done. It's like it's like seasoned with kindness. Like I mentioned, the passage works without that phrase, but isn't that great? In kindness. Like, just take that in. Like, we, like I mentioned before, we kind of intuitively know what kindness is when we see an act of kindness. But, you know, God didn't have to add that into the text of Scripture. Kindness. His work was done in kindness. So when we think about the fruit of the Spirit, when we see this word kindness, may it first draw us to this magnificent gospel drama and how it was done in, what's the word? There we are, all right, one more time. 
little more enthusiasm. How it was done in? There we go. That's right. Very good. I like this verse as well. Um, This is another one you might be familiar with. Romans 2 verse 4. Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness for forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? God's kindness is leading you to repentance. I love this verse. There's an attractive nature to what God has done, an attractive nature to his kindness, leading us to repent of our sins and come to him. God's kindness leading us to repentance. Also, another verse on my mind. I love this. Um, From Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. It's a good simple verse. But be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgive one another. Why? Why should we do that? Well, because God in Jesus Christ has forgiven us. I love that. The gospel here is seen as a motivator. Okay, God in Christ forgave us. How should that motivate us? Well, it should motivate us to forgive one another. Like, uh, how, can, how could I, like, let's say the fellow here in the, what was that, gray sweatshirt? What's your name? Let's say Garrett, um, I don't know, my wallet's sitting over there. Let's say after the chapel, Garrett goes over and steals my wallet. And uh, he starts to walk out of here, and he starts to, um, he just starts to feel bad about it. And he comes back and says, Tony, I'm really sorry. In a moment of weakness, I stole your wallet. Would you please forgive me? Take that wallet. And I say, no! Are you kidding me? That's my wallet. Well, of course not. You know, I... I you know, I want to, th- I hope I don't do that, but I hope I think about what God has done for me. How could I not forgive Garrett, okay, for stealing my wallet when I have been forgiven so much? Okay, may the gospel motivate us. May it motivate us to be kind to one another. God has shown us kindness, God has showed us sympathy, a, a general niceness. Okay, God has done an act of kindness toward us. How can we not be kind to one another? May the gospel motivate us. May it motivate us. I love um, our chapel does, you know, has the weekly breaking of bread service. And I love that. We often say, may this bring us, be a springboard for the rest of the week when we, um, when we take of the bread and the wine and think about what God has done for us. May it motivate us to live the gospel out. Kindness. The fruit of the Spirit is kindness. Now, think about you guys here at Emmaus Bible College, and of course there's an there's a obvious act, application here. Be kind to one another. Be kind to one another. Um, I will recognize that it says the fruit of of the Spirit is kindness. So the idea is first we recognize, let God do this work in us. Let the Holy Spirit do this work in us. 
and cultivate and grow kindness. So I think that's the first thing we must acknowledge. But also, like much of Scripture, there's calls to action. There's called to cultivate qualities in our lives. And so, yes, we submit ourselves to the Spirit, but may we also seek to cultivate a spirit of kindness within us. And you know, here at Emmaus, how many students are there, Joel? There's uh, two... 180, all right, 180 of you guys on this campus, and, you know, it's a nice campus. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, mostly two buildings. It's, um, it's, you know, it's adequate. I would not say it's, like, I grew up near Duke University, and that place is, you know, like, sprawling. Like, it's just, this is, you've been there? So, oh, okay. But it's big. Take my word for it. And so, you know, you're, you're you know, it's a it could be tight quarters at times, you know, great school, great facilities, but you know, you might, uh, you're rubbing shoulders a lot with each other. Be kind to one another. Cultivate a spirit of kindness with one another. The Emmaus family, treat each other like a family. And think about your professors, okay? Treat them with kindness, okay? Treat them with kindness. You know, they're not going to get everything right all the time. They might, you know, they have slip-ups here and there. You know, they're great people, of course. But, yeah, treat them with kindness. Why not? And dare I say, they'll be better professors if you treat them with kindness. You know? Like, we want them going home. And uh, we want Mr. Cozen going home to his wife. How was your day at work? You want to say, it was wonderful. I love those students. You don't want to say, like, oh, that was a chore today. You know, in the end, it, may, it makes them a better professor, you know? So, yeah, treat those, treat those professors with kindness, okay? Let me also say, too, uh, you know, being a young man myself, shout out to the young men, okay? Be men, okay? Word of the day, be chivalrous, okay? Treat these ladies with kindness, all right? We need more men stepping up the plate, being kind, all right? These are your sisters in Christ. Open the door for them. Treat them nicely, okay? Protect them. Be kind, okay? Now, I mean, like, of course, you know, you're going to have maybe that one special sweetheart out there, you know, some of you guys, but, but just treat them all with kindness, all right? Treat them all with kindness. Be a man, okay? here at Emmaus. We need more men stepping up, being chivalrous, treating the ladies with kindness. All right? Be a man of kindness. And also, I want to encourage you, um, go for a random act of kindness as well, okay? Call your parents. Call your grandparents. Okay? They love those calls more than you can imagine. All right? My, my grandmother just passed away this summer, and I can't call her anymore, you know? Call your grandmother. I miss her dearly. She would send me, I mentioned the Lord's Supper, she would send me texts going into the Lord's Supper, like, here's a thought for the day, or here's a hymn for the Lord's Supper. Yeah, call your grandmother, call your parents, or even, you know, take it a step further, you know, handwritten notes, you know, go a long way this day and age. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I got some shocks. Like handwritten notes. So write a handwritten note. Why not? You know, 
Um, just, I want to give you a really random idea too. As it was mentioned, I'm a hospice counselor, so I do a lot of work in nursing homes. There's some lonely people out there in nursing homes. And in my work, I can't believe sometimes the freedoms I have um, to meet with people, okay? Yes, if I go to a nursing home, I'm seeing specifically my hospice patients. But, I mean, I could just about go in any room, knock on the door and say, hey, can I pray with you today? Can I read the Bible? Okay? I just want to encourage you, hey, go find a nursing home. Just walk in there. I think there's one not too far from Taco Bell over there. So if you go to Taco Bell this weekend, swing over to the nursing home, okay? And just You can go in and you can just say, hey, I'm from Emmaus Bible College. I love the Bible. Is there anyone here that would I could read the Bible to and pray for? Is there anyone that would be a, a help to? I just want to read the Bible, then pray for them, okay? More than likely, I would guess they'd say, sure, you know, and they point you to somebody. Go for it. You know, just it's an open door. Kindness. May God in us cultivate a heart of kindness. May it be motivated by the gospel, what Jesus Christ has done for us. God in his kindness sent his son to die for us. In his kindness. May it motivate us to be kind to each other here on campus, to our professors, to people in our community to relatives, to our parents. Help us, God. Help us to cultivate a heart of kindness.